Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Press Start podcast. As always, you are here with Shane and my co-host, Ash. Um, a bit of a different podcast today. Obviously, normally after the game shows and that, we said we were going to resume back to the weekly news, which we are going to do. Unfortunately, it's been quite quiet in the world of gaming news this week. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you a fill-in with all the updates of the news, but we're also going to do a topic uh, today and it's all about the gaming shows that we've just had uh, so an interesting episode so welcome ash welcome thank you uh hello to everybody who's tuned in uh i hope you're doing well we're finally getting back on track a bit and we? we we've sort of got over the the games fests and everything now we can start getting back on to sort of the weekly news and just the topical yeah. episodes it's the come down period now and it till all these games that we were so excited about launch yeah yeah we've got uh obviously we've got a few games coming up we'll some that we'll slightly touch on in a bit is uh, obviously exo primal um yes you know that's coming up in a few days time uh and then obviously we have got uh gamescom coming up in another month and a half something like that so you know we'll be we'll be back to the sort of uh hype of the events again very soon we certainly will. We certainly will. But like we said, this t- so today we're going to do, we are going to round up the news, which is only probably going to take about 10 or 15 minutes of your time, because as I said, it's been quite a quiet week. And I think we always get a couple of quiet weeks, don't we, after the game shows, because everybody's yeah. had the news all in sort of um, a big, big sort of span. Um, but yeah, so what we're going to do, we'll use this, and then we are just going to talk about... Um, the gaming events such as E3 that didn't happen, um, is it the end of E3 and, and all the other game shows. But first, as I said, we'll run you through the news. Uh, and Ash, you, you can kick us off. Yeah, so if we head back to uh, about a week ago now, uh, the introduction on FIFA 23 of the FIFA Women's World Cup update. Uh, for those of you that have followed the women's football um, the Women's World Cup is, I think, is about to start. It's any day now. Um, the England Lionesses are on their way. Um, as part of that, obviously, there is the Women's World Cup tournament event uh, that's gone on with the update. Uh, and as well as that, with the introduction of, obviously, the World Cup, there is also the Lead Your Country mode, which will allow players to step into the shoes of their favourite stars uh, from 32 international teams, uh, obviously, within the Women's World Cup. Uh, that are obviously competing at the World Cup itself. Um, to be honest, this far along in a game to get such a big update is quite unusual, isn't it? I know we have obviously the yeah. the updates that come with FIFA every year, you know, and when there is a World Cup or uh, Euros, there's always a slight update, but this is a big, big addition. It's not just, you know, it's not just a few it's new just, changes yeah, to kits new teams and that is yeah, it? yeah there's a there's a huge addition to this game and uh yeah it's certainly it's certainly got the excitement going for those who play fifa for the whole new mode one thing i used to look forward to though was before the they used to sort of update the existing game and bring to it obviously with the men's world cup they used to release an, an entirely separate game didn't they yeah they, they used, used to, to be the, the world game cup games that. yeah that game yeah i used to love them so but yeah so yeah women's world cup on fifa 23 now if you uh if you're interested 
Yeah, and it is a, it's a free update as well, which is always a bonus. So there's plenty of new content yeah. there. Definitely. So moving away from one sport to another, uh, racing. Uh, for any Lego fans out there and racing fans out there, you'll you'll know of the uh, recently released Lego 2K Drive. And we got some news uh, again, probably about a week ago, six, seven days ago, um, about the season passes, obviously something every game is doing uh, these days. But with the season one, um, what you're going to get is you're going to get a couple of Fast and Furious cars. So there's a Fast and Furious uh, crossover, um, which brilliant news for me. I mean, I'm, I, I don't have Lego 2K Drive and I probably won't, but I'm a huge Fast and Furious fan. And I've just literally seen the new new movie last week as well. Uh, which ties in well to this news. Anybody who hasn't seen it, go see. It's incredible if you're a fan. Um, but yeah, the two cars you're going to get is the 1970 Dodge Charger RT, which, as we all know, is Dom's black car, and the Nissan, Nissan Skyline GTR, uh, which is Brian O'Connor's car from the second movie. Um, so that's coming with season one. Um, you can pick up that, the premium drive pass uh, for 8 99 or if you want to save yourself a bit of money, you can get the year one drive pass, which is priced at $32.99. And in that, it includes season one, two, three, and four. It's uh, It looks good, this game. I've not played it, uh, and like you, I probably won't. But it certainly looks like they've put the effort in with Lego there to sort of put in a good game. And to, to announce a partnership with Fast and Furious in your very first season is quite a big yeah, move. Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I'm mean, I'm a big Lego fan. I always have been. I'm a big Fast and Furious fan. So really, this is ideal for me. But it's just one of them where I'm I'm just playing other games at the moment, and yeah, maybe it's something I'll look at later down the line. So another bit of news that broke uh, end of last week. Uh, this one was something that I sent to. I was actually in the party with you, wasn't I? And I sort of let you know, and you sort of you were like, wow. Um, one of your favourite, if not your favourite, Assassin's Creed was Black Flag, wasn't it? Yes. So Ubisoft... It is are... my... Yeah, that is my favourite. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people, it is their favourite, which, weirdly, out of all of them, it's one that I've never played. And yet, Ubisoft have apparently began the process of remaking Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Um, there's no official news yet. It is sort of more talk, more than anything. Um... However, apparently the studio, uh, I think it's Ubisoft Singapore, is working on it. Sounds and uh, Yeah, I think, for you know, I know that when I saw it on Twitter and I've seen it across social media in general, it's a big thing. And it makes, it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, there's a bit of that, you know, you've got Skull and Bones coming out soon, or whenever they decide to release it, which, you know, people have sort of said in the past is almost like its own version of Black Flag. You know, the same style of game. Yeah, it kind of takes the battling system and that from it for certain. Yeah. The look of the, like when we first saw the first trailer of Skull and Bones. And I think back then, um, it was meant to be just sort of battling on the sea. Um, but obviously since then, it, it, it it's come to light that you can kind of mine off the cliff edges and stuff like that. So I yeah. think they took it a step further. But which were no problem for me. Like I said, my favourite Assassin's Creed. Love the battling system on the on the ships. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think it's um, 
you know, it's something we'll keep an eye on. Obviously, we've got quite a lot from Assassin's Creed coming up. We've got Mirage. We've got um, that, the VR one we've got. Was it Jade or something? Yep. Project Jade. Yeah, Project so, Jade. You know, we've got quite a lot coming up with it. And like the articles across the internet and like we said as well, this project is potentially going to be one that's going to take multiple years again. It's not something we're going to get this Christmas or anything like that. So if it is being worked on, it, you know, we could be a few years away yet from an official remake um, announcement. I'm one that will definitely play it again. Might be, might, might be time for me to actually uh, give it a go. If it's... I can't believe you haven't done it. And if you haven't done that one, then you also need to do the... I'm going to forget the name of it now. Um, The one that followed it. Um, but you're going against the assassins. Ah, forget oh, the name um, of it now. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Rogue, of it. Assassin's Rogue, Creed Rogue. It. Yeah, yeah, because uh, that is a lot like Black Flag. Um, but you kind of just you end up being a Templar oh, okay. uh, and going against them, and it's a very good storyline. Actually, I thought I'd hate it because I'm not part of the Creed, but but yeah, both of them are incredible. I can't believe you haven't played yeah. them because I I honestly think. Black Flag would become your favourite should you play it. I really There's do. a good chance. I mean, obviously, we've said before with the Assassin's Creed games, even over like the last few episodes, that for me, the, the Ezio trilogy was the pinnacle for me. I don't think I'll yeah. ever play a game of Assassin's Creed that will come to that level. Um, but, you know, like I say, I think there's a good chance if you put a poll out there, Black Flag would probably win it for the, the overall majority of who... You know what game out of the whole series is people's favourite, so maybe you know, it's I, might, should I do. might have to get a Ubisoft Plus or something and give it a go. Honestly, well worth it. Yeah, well worth it. But to not spend too much time on that kind of thing, so another big franchise, huge franchise, and another franchise I'm a big fan of, uh, Lord of the Rings. So we all know that about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, now Lord of the Rings Gollum released. Uh, we took we we have touched on this, haven't we, a few weeks yeah. ago? Um, and I, we even mentioned it in a previous podcast that I was going to buy this game. And Ash, while we were in a party, was sort of saying it had got bad reviews. And I don't know where I was, but I were obviously not on social media for a few days for whatever reason. And you sent me a picture of what Gollum looked like in the game, and in it, comparison it, it to its reveal trailers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it knocked me off my feet. I was were, I were gobsmacked. Well, as it turns out, obviously, we all know the game wasn't met well. Um, aside from the way it looked, uh, it was buggy, it, beyond belief. Uh, it just didn't play right. And, and you've, got to, you've got to think, whoever is the, the head of that studio that okayed that to be released was massive, massive mistake because that... Sorry, excuse me. That studio has now seized game development. Finished. Yeah. So that's... I think I'm going to say it right. Daedalic Entertainment. Daedalic. Yeah, I was looking forward to hearing you have a go at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they are no longer uh, making games. It's finished the studio. That one bad release has ended that studio. Uh, and this is a topic I... You know, we've mentioned it many a times that we actually want to do a topic episode on things like this because... A lot of it's happening now, isn't it? A lot of games are releasing in such a mess. Some, okay, we give credit, they recover them in the end up. Yeah. But this, this, this is surely, I, I'm hoping anyway, and, and I don't want it to sound harsh towards the guys that 
developed the game, even though they should have done better. Um, but maybe this is a wake up call. You know, for think, some yeah, of them, I mean, it's not going to be for the big, 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 big companies that are, are multi billionaires now. But for those sort of trying to find the fee, is take your time and develop it properly. Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had conversations on the podcast previously, and we've said that it would be a good sort of overall topic to discuss in great detail. That too many games are launching like this nowadays. They're either launching with, you know, they're they're pushing a game and charging full price for something that is just broken as and not ready. Gollum. You know, we've had previous, you know, Battlefield twenty forty two, Cyberpunk, to name a couple, Anthem. You know, no the list guy. Yeah, the list is growing, and it's it's becoming a more worryingly, you know, thing to be cautious about. You know, when I know obviously we were some I can't remember where the conversation was going on. Now it was a few months back now, and we were talking. I was talking to somebody, and it was about the fact that let's look back at the PlayStation One days, the original Xbox days, and yeah, you didn't have the online connection for updates. These games had to launch. No. You know, yes, there were bugs. Perfect. But yeah, you know, for the most part, the they launched well. The release is near as perfect. Yeah, didn't they? and you know, you you can't name a game or not off the top of my head. Anyway, I'm sure you could sort of those people out there that are listening could potentially name a few. But you go back to 2002 or wherever on the you know the old school game consoles. How many games launched in a way that was like, God, remember that? That was such you know it was such a bad game. Nobody could play it. They no, didn't. I mean, I, I, that's the thing. I don't remember one that I could think. I, don't get me wrong. There were a couple of glitches here and there that you... Yeah, I mean, you know, moment. some of them are but infamous still now. I thought, whoa. What's, no, exactly. What's going, and I mean, it's not like... I, I, I don't ever have a go at game developers. I'm a coder myself. I'm into game development, app development, web development. And I know how difficult it is. Yeah. But for me, it, it's whoever's heading up that project that the people have took, especially this Gollum game, they've took the graphically, he's signed off on it. Yeah. And then playability, he's signed off on it. And it's like, really? You know, were you pissed that morning? Or <laughs> what What went on? I think because that's that the thing. It's just worlds apart from yeah. what the trailer was. I think developers nowadays, they, in some cases, not all of them, because, you know, we do get some absolute masterpieces, but... There's there's too much reliance on updates and, you know, you can save the game after. Let's get the money in. Let's yeah. get it released. You know, yeah. we'll apologise. You know, I sent you that picture the other week where somebody had done like a collage of all the apology social media posts from different studios over the last couple of years. Yeah, There's yeah. probably 12 of these. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. It's the, the video game itself themed as a background with, an, with an, a paragraph in front of it saying, you know, we've messed up, we, we acknowledge the mistakes, we shouldn't have launched it in this state, we're working round the clock to fix it. That, for some of these games, you cannot tell me that these did not launch with that plan in mind in the first place. We know it's not great, carry on as we are, launch it, you know, and we'll address it when we get the backlash and, you know, we'll, we'll work on the updates, we'll work on the fixes, because there's no way some of these games launch in that state and the studios can 100% say they are guaranteed or not guaranteed, no. they're satisfied and, and with the that testing? product. For exactly. me, enough funding is not being put into the testing. And the, and the thing that annoys me with the, even more so with some game developers is that they announce a delay 
because the game's not right, and then when it releases, it's still not right. And no, like, exactly. Well, you delayed it to I mean, get Cyberpunk it right, was a great get it version right. of that. Yeah. You know, Cyberpunk yeah. got delayed and, and two or three times. Delay a game by all means. Nobody yeah. likes the delays. It, it, everybody is gutted. It's, oh, my God. Like, I thought I was going to be playing that next month, and now it's been delayed. But it, if it comes out right, people are going to say, well, it, it for a good reason. Yeah. But then delay it, and it still launches bad. It's like, really? What are you guys doing back there? Yeah. So, yeah, um, sad news to see uh, a game studio closed down, but... It, it, Unfortunately, they brought it upon themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's Sometimes you can't really defend it. But, uh, yeah, no. it's never nice to hear. But, you know, other studios need to learn from that. So um, let's move on from that now. Uh, Ark Survival Ascended, which is the remaster of Ark Survival Evolved. Um, we know with, obviously, Ark 2 and everything, everything to do with this game has had delays over the last year or so. Um we now know that the launch date of October 23 um, is going to be basically where it enters the early access. So this is where we're going to get into it, basically like how the original arc launched, into an early access where you're kind of warned this game is going to have bugs, there's going to be issues with it, um, and it's expected to stay in this early access until late 2024. Um I know that obviously, I, well, I believe that it's actually going into like Unreal Engine 5, isn't it, for this one? Uh, so uh, as part yeah. of the update, you know, obviously they've kind of gone back on themselves to do some of the development, but they still want to get it out there. Um, there are issues with this game. Obviously, there were problems with people sort of saying, you know, they're going to have to repay for the whole thing again. Uh, the plan yes. is that as part of this update or the new remaster, they are going to shut down all of the servers for the exit, like you know, the original Ark Survival Evolved. Which you know, there are people but on there that have spend... extended it now. Yeah, the long term it is still going to close, but you know, it's it's another thing of it's kind of we're getting on the same thing again. Really, it's the developers of sort of playing the gamer's hands. You know, you've got yeah. to you know eventually. If you want to keep up with this game, you've got to get the remastered version. And if, especially if you play with friends on servers and all that, you're going to have to move on because we're closing you down. And it's not a game that's, you know, dead on its feet anymore. There's still a lot of players on it. It's still a massively oh, popular. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know, huge. It's a shame and I get, that they're doing I get it. the remake. But do you know what I find frustrating is, is obviously the whole having to pay for it, which I didn't find frustrating to begin with because we got it free, didn't we? When yeah. it, like you said, it were in that kind of game preview, they called it, for such a long time. But what I find so frustrating is that you're, you're making a second one. It's been announced. It was meant to be out this year. It's now being delayed. We don't have a date at all anymore. No. So what you decide to do is kind of piss everybody off, remake the first one, and then charge them for it. Yeah. It's like, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you just keep the current one open and crack on with making number two? That's what it's, really They're kind of going down me. the route of what a couple of other students, you know, Grand Theft Auto with GTA V, we've had, what, three different generations yep. of consoles version. Skyrim, exactly the same. We've had, like, three generations now of remasters, re, you know, an upgraded version of the same game. Granted, uh, Ark Survival Ascended is obviously a complete remaster, it's not just 
Arc Survival Evolved, no. you know, in HD. This is a proper, proper remaster. They're saying that everything is going to sort of have, you know, changes to the way the game plays. So, yes, you are kind of getting a slightly new game, but they're still going down the same route of, you know, repackaging and, you know, yep. shining up an old title and, you know, I know it is only, and it, they're saying that and it's only going to launch at £40. Yeah. Because it's in early access, how long are you going to have to put up with bugs and yeah. glitches and, and things like that? What, to do it all over again? And then and then when you've got enough people that have bought that, is that when you're going to give us a date for number two so that they'll all go buy that next one as well? Yeah. I it's mean, kind of like, like, I just, I don't like to slab game development off, as I've already said, but I feel like some of them, that do this kind of thing where they remake and repackage the same code and the same thing and spit it out in another way, it's lazy. Yeah. Lazy. Get your, get your studio and, and, and get them developing the new game and put all your time and all your effort into making that an absolute masterpiece. Forget about remaking another, an old one. I saw the other day on Twitter, um, Henry, who's one of Xbox UK's, uh, you know, the face of Xbox UK, um an xbox on he he tweeted out the other day and it was again it was i can't remember what game it was but it was a thing of that there's rumors that this game it might have been assassin's creed black flag i don't know what it was but it was one of these that this studio is working on a remaster of uh, you know a beloved title and he put can we just get off the remasters and yeah. make new games yeah, I and agree. i think it, we are in that position now i know as Obviously, technology is sort of advanced and, you know, more and more games are produced. We're getting to a point where it's kind of difficult to create a game now that's unique because it's all been done, isn't it? You know, there's shooters, yeah, but, I mean, that's where space. imagination comes in, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, we do get the odd game that comes out and it's like, oh, that, you know, it's incredible. And, you know, you can add new elements into it and things like that. But, yes, I get it on the sense that, you know, some of these games are some of the best games ever made, so, of course, it's great to see them again in, you know, 4K and all that, but more development time now needs to go into creating new experiences. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And, you know, I want to see more of that. And I just, you know, I mean, I know everybody wants to save the planet by recycling and things like that, but I don't think they meant recycle games. I don't think that's what we're intended. Um, but anyway, we don't want to spend too long on that topic. So the next one, if you are a massive fan of this franchise as much as I am, it is a um, uh, a bit of a downer, I'm afraid. Uh, so Test Drive Unlimited, for anybody who remembers Test Drive Unlimited, uh, I absolutely loved the game. I loved like, the little GPS system, the little casino, getting your suit on, all the rest of it, uh, as well as obviously the racing, uh, which is where the game were made. Um, but yeah, so test drive is there's going to be a new test drive titled Test Drive Solo Crown, um, which we was hoping would arrive sometime in 2023. Um, but now we know that that has been postponed until 2024. Um, so again, I mean, it's not something I am disappointed, as I've just said, everybody gets disappointed by delays. Um, but it comes as a polished, uh, product and the finished article then it will be well worth that delay but for any test drive fans and you were hoping to see it this year you're not going to yep so uh one that took a bit of a surprise for people uh this past week is the settlers new allies which 
one of our friends and listeners, Killjoy, he has been looking forward to this game for a while. Um, originally, over the last couple of weeks, there's been sort of a bit of whisper of the game may be delayed indefinitely. And then out of nowhere, the game launched on the 4th of July at midnight. Just It was literally the day before, wasn't it? It was just announced, oh, it's going to launch tonight at midnight. No, it was on the day. Oh, it was, was actually on, the, on day. the day. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was on the... Well, it, obviously, it's not the same day because the clock ticks midnight and it goes to the next day. Yeah. But, yeah, it was like tea time that day. Right, it's out in six hours. Yeah. So, yeah, it so, was literally you know, it, it took people by surprise. Um, Killjoy, who it, obviously is one of our friends, he, you know, was, he's been on it and he, ever since. So, yeah, loves it, loves yeah, it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just one of those ones that took people by surprise. And, yeah, it's out now if you were... Interested in getting it. Yeah, so moving on. Um, so Dying Light 2, and I know this is a, a very popular game um, and as a, as a huge fan base. So basically Dying Light 2 are joining forces with The Walking Dead and doing what I'm sure many will believe to be an exciting crossover. Um, so we've seen, we've seen a few, haven't we, over the years. Did, were it Call of Duty Juarez that they, they did... A crossover with the Call of Juarez. Sorry, not Call of Duty. Do you remember that game? We played that game, didn't we? The which the one? Wild Call West of Juarez. Sort of thing. Uh, Call I of Juarez. Did. I don't yeah. think I ever oh, got involved in that one. No. I, I remember a few of our, our sort of group did. Um, so yeah, they did that crossover, and, and now they're on to um, the Walking Dead, which again, as much as Dying Light has got a, a big fan base, so does Walking Dead. So I'm sure that's gonna just a match um, made in heaven, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, for 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 people who are into both those things, it really is a. It, these sorts of crossovers, I don't mind. It no, kind if it of works, goes hand it in works. Hand, yeah, yeah, it goes hand in hand. And but it, it, you know, it's it's when you get Pokemon coming to Forza. I, I don't understand <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, I don't. It's. I mean, on? you know, one that sort. Of, they've always done it well, and it could be literally anything at all. Is Fortnite? They've always done crossovers very well. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, like you say, if if it fits, then it's always a welcome thing. But yeah, sometimes you get some like you know, um Nicolas Cage in uh <laughs> thingy. I don't know, I enjoyed that. Only because they were upstairs, Yeah, but, but it is it's just that. one of those like Yeah, yeah. I kinda of don't just get, get it. A big name on yeah, screen, it's just it? yeah. it's just a face for it, but uh yeah, for those of you another bit of news now, uh we've actually took this uh news malarkey a little bit longer than i thought we would to be honest but uh disney speedstorm which is another racing game uh from game loft uh it's been in again it's another one that's in early access it's been fairly popular all your different disney characters are in it um and they've announced the official launch date of again it's a free-to-play game by the way um will be the 28th of september and it's going to be available on xbox series x and s and xbox one um the feedback's been quite good so far you know it's it seems fairly popular those that enjoy disney and that are obviously looking forward to playing it and yeah it looks like it certainly seems in position to launch a couple of months from now on the 28th of september lovely and so we mentioned it earlier on in the introduction to the show, uh, Exo Primal. Um, so that is due out in a week's time uh, from when you're listening to this. It is due out next Friday. Um, so we're excited for this game. We got our hands on the most recent open 
no, it wasn't an open bit. It was a demo, wasn't it? It was a yeah. demo. Uh, and it was a game that, you, if you remember a couple of episodes back when we're on about the Xbox games showcase and things like that, where this sort of, and I was just like, well, we both said it, didn't we? It's a bit too chaotic, not yeah. my cup of tea. We played the demo. We both actually loved it. It's free on Game Pass when it comes out, so we will be playing it. And I am sure we'll touch upon it in next week's episode because we will be recording that episode the day before it comes out. So I'm sure yeah. we'll go a bit more in depth then. But Ash has very kindly, for all you people out there, uh, wrote a very well-written, if I may say so myself, um, preview for Exo Primal. So go onto our website, press-start.uk. Check out that preview if you're looking forward to Exo Primal. Um, that'll just put a couple of things in place for you and get you a little bit more excited. And like I said, we'll touch up on this uh, in a bit more depth next week. Yeah, definitely. Out. We'll definitely talk about it next week. Um, some of the I did mention earlier, obviously, Gamescom is coming up in August. Uh, starts on the 23rd. Uh, it has been confirmed that Xbox and Bethesda will be making their comeback at Gamescom. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's not a great deal in terms of detail yet. We don't know what in what format it's going to be there. Bethesda, you'd imagine, are going to be there with Starfield. Um, I can't imagine there's going to be a great deal more there from them at that point. You know, we've we've heard in the last couple of weeks that uh, Elder Scrolls Six is potentially as much as five years away from still launching. So I can't imagine, you know, they'll be there with that. Um, in, with regards to Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer, Aaron Greensberg, and that have said previously that there are more surprises to come from Xbox at Gamescom. So maybe we'll get a couple more, you know, a couple of these games we said previously, State of Decay 3, um, Contraband, uh, yeah, a couple of them sort of games. Maybe we'll see a bit more of them at Gamescom. Maybe they just sort of held off a few bits for them. Yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice. Um... So quickly moving on, uh, for anybody out there who is into sort of action RPGs, Japanese style games, um, and ancient mythology, Sword and Fairy Together Forever released on Game Pass yesterday um, for Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, and PC. So if it's up your street, then give it a go. And uh, one more little bit of news before we get on to our little topic for the week. Um, EA Sports FC, which is obviously the FIFA reimagining the new launch from EA Sports. Um, it's expected to launch, funnily enough, in the exact spot that FIFA always launches, sometime sort of end of September. It's saying that this year no. it's going to be the 29th of September. Uh, I'm guessing that was a sarcastic no there. Yeah, same release date, same game. Yeah, what? pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a little bit, not a, I wouldn't say a massive fallout, but um, Andrew Wilson, the CEO of CEO of EA, that's a mouthful. Um, that's a good one. Has previously said that FIFA's only contribution to the whole, you know, the I'm trying to think of a word now, the the history of this partnership was simply four letters on the front of the box. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of putting pressure on EA, I'd say, in a way, to sort of, for them to deliver without... I think without... pressure on themselves, aren't Yeah, they? exactly. You know, you've if you're just saying that they literally put their name on the front of the box and that's it, you've got to deliver a game that, granted, we've always sort of said, 
there's problems with FIFA. There always have been, and there probably always will be, even as EA Sports FC. But you've got to deliver properly. Yeah. You know, there's there's talk of obviously glitches from FIFA Nine. Yeah, you know, if this if the kickoff glitch still shows up in EA Sports FC, we know they've uh, they were right about FIFA only giving their name. But yeah, yeah. so as uh -huh. it stands, there's no official date on it yet, but it's rumored to be September the 29th, uh, and we're expecting some point later this month we should get some sort of you know a full-on reveal of ea sports fc from ea and we're expecting that erlin harland is the cover star so yeah that's here. the latest news today um it yeah. kind of comes as no surprise does it but no yeah, not that, really. that's the talk of it so yeah so that's that is the news rounded up for this week. Obviously, join us next week when we will give you all the news from the week to come. On to sort of our topic that we, we, we're going to do. It's not going to be a long topic or out like that, but it is literally we thought it were a great time um, to talk about game shows. Yeah. Um, so we have always been a huge fan. We Together, we're in a party. We watch them together. We always look forward to them. We always get a bit giddy, don't we? Yeah, um, the excitement's and, always there. Yeah, and I mean, I remember, I remember E3 when it was first born, uh, and and it it had a live crowd and everybody there, didn't it? Everybody walking around. Obviously, COVID ruined that, and things became more digital, and it kind of stepped toward that way. Um, and then this year, uh, it. You know, all the big names, sort of PlayStation, Xbox, all pulled out and said they're not going to E3. And for that reason, it got cancelled. Do you think it's dead, Ash? Um, if, if the talk online is to be believed, I think it's very likely going to be. The, there's there's rumours that have been spread around that there's there's an image of like a documentation based around where E3 is generally uh, presented. And this document has a little asterisk and it says at the bottom about the cancellation of um, the E3 events for 2024 and 2025, which, if this is all correct, is kind of suggestion, suggesting that the plans within these documents, you know, whatever it's for, yeah, is already addressing the fact that at least the next two years worth of E3 are apparently cancelled, in which case... You can't cancel something as big as that for, what, four years now and, you know, bring it back, I think. No, I, ju I think it's dead. I think yeah, Summer I Games think... Fest has now become a thing because it's kind of everybody doing individuals, isn't it? But yeah. As he's, sort he's of a combination Jeff, of weeks. Yeah, Jeff Keefley has come in. He He spotted the prime time to jump in. You know, yeah. obviously, he's done the game awards and everything, and yeah, he jumped during a time where obviously COVID sort of interrupted the face-to-face -face big events and that. He went out there and made an event that you know we spent our lockdown sitting watching some of these events, and it was mm -hmm. all pre-made, pre-recorded content from Xbox and PlayStation, and he just you know he made a platform where you bring it all together under my event but you produce your own show. E3 was always, yeah. you're on our stage. Yes, it was themed around Xbox and that, but it was, you know, it was it was under E3's ruling. It was E3's event. You know, you, you're showing up at E3, whereas this time yeah. it's, you know, we're showcasing ourselves 
as part of Summer Games Fest. So, you know, I think he, he Jeff has done an incredible job of bringing the gaming world together again. But I think he's just yeah. give them the free reign to, you know, this is your show. And, you know, I think... And I, I, and I think with the cost of living crisis and that as well now, it's got to be easier, hasn't it? You do it from... They, they put all that digital stuff together with the people that are already in the studios and yeah. there's no more of this, you know, renting the space out and, and you know, everything that has to go with that merchandise that you're putting together. And, you know, yeah, you're going to make your money back on that merchandise, but, you know, it's still a layout. And it, it's, yeah, it's the, I think that's in a the different thing. city. I mean, it's the travel of everybody. Yeah. It's the, it, it's the moving of all the cargo of the Xboxes and everything that they're showcasing and setting up at the events and that. So can it be resurrected, do you think, if they, if they went back to the in-person type events? Do you think that might get um, people I mean, obviously, back? Summer Games Fest was in person this year. Obviously, they had the live yeah. audience and everything, but it was it was on a smaller scale than what you'd see E3 do. I think long-term, I think we're going to see Summer Games Fest Become as big as yeah, I think it's yeah. basically going to be E three the second coming in my eyes because yeah, th- you know they've got the platform right. You know Xbox produce their content, PlayStation produce their content. Same with everybody else, you know, and I think that's the way to do it. That yes, you're at th- wow, well, that's exactly it, really, isn't it? As I was just, it's as a summer games fest. It's a festival. You're all there doing your own thing, but under you know just under a banner basically. And E3 was a little bit more; it was their show, and you know it's not. Yeah. It's not something I'd say was a bad thing because we loved, oh, we loved E3. It, yeah, and... I think what I miss is you know like um, obviously the Xbox game showcase started with Fable. If that were yeah. E3, you'd have heard the whole room go mental. Um. And that's yeah. the bit that I miss. You don't get that crowd reaction no, anymore I think the, with this digital stuff. The crowd was a little bit smaller. Obviously, it was. I think it was held on the YouTube stage in wherever it's based, California or Los Angeles or whatever it is. But, you know, yes, there was a crowd there. Yes, they did some, you know, cheering and that along the way. But I don't think yet we're at a stage where the atmosphere was quite like an E3. You know, yes, they no. kept some of the cheering in the background when the videos were playing and that, but, you know, I still remember some of the reveals of, like, I think it was Halo 4, where the start of the trailer, you're sort of travelling through, like, blood vessels or something, and you can't, you have no idea what it is. And as you start to sort of reach through the body, you hear Cortana say, I think it was something like Chief, and I went cold because I thought Halo was sort of done and dusted, and then mm. you heard the crowd roar. And it was just, you know, those moments, yes, we still get, you know, when we're in a party and we see something, you know, we go, oh, my God. But hearing the crowd react like they used to at E3, especially with, like, you know, that some of the numbers they used to have at E3, you know, I think it still misses yeah. a little bit of that. But I think That's long term, I... yeah, I think long term yeah. we'll get there. But I, yeah, I, I, I think as far as E3 is concerned, I think that is, I think that's dead now. I think that yeah. gets buried. And I think, like you were just saying there, I think that Summer Games Fest will get upscaled. Um, the more and more popular it grows, that obviously they'll, they'll hire out a bigger venue. And, and, and then, yeah, possibly you get that sort of, you know, fan reaction and things like that back. But what do you prefer? 
the digital or the old I, E3? I don't, like, like we say, I enjoyed the old-fashioned way. You know, nowadays you get Sarah Bond, you get uh, Phil Spencer and, you know, all the others in their own little studio that's obviously like a green screen studio yeah saying you know thank you for your you know support thank you for sticking with us here at xbox whereas previously i used to quite enjoy the the, the hype of you know uh now please welcome phil spencer and you know he'd walk out on stage yeah. and he'd do his bit and everything it was more of a show at e3 yeah 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 yes obviously you can make things better when you pre-record. You know that you can you can blend things, you can mix things, you can make things look better because you can cut and edit. But I think you know just that little bit of the live thing is just that bit that you're gonna miss. Which yes, at Summer Games Fest, some of the events were live, like the Ubisoft one, like the actual Summer Games Fest show. But overall, I think yeah. you know that you've got to find that happy medium, and I think. You do, but I think for me, it's like when when you're a part of our world, which obviously the gaming world and, and that sort of nerd and geek world, and, you know, I'm not name-calling anybody because I'm probably one of the biggest ones around but and be proud of it. But it's like anybody enjoying going to see a concert or going to the theatre, uh, you know, uh, and watching a performance. For yeah. me, it's that, I, I live in the digital world for the majority of my life, obviously, because of my job and things like that. And I've got two kids. You've got two. Yeah. And and there is that worry that in this sort of world we live in now, everything is becoming digital. You know, it, 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 I, I've had to sort of bring my kids up and pry them out of, the, out of the chairs to get them outside to do stuff. Whereas when I was a kid, and growing up, all I ever did were play out. Yes, I was yeah. still into computer games and everything else, but I played out. I played football. I built dens. I climbed trees. Everything you can think of. Um, dragging a fridge freezer that somebody had thrown out from one town to another to get it in our den. Ridiculous things. But all things that were a good part of growing up, and now I think that era is dying. So I think sending things like this ashore into purely digital is just another way of people staying in yeah not that we have obviously we never went but i'm saying like we, we i mean we do don't we we've got your um, uh egx that, yeah uh, and in insomnia. september uh sorry insomnia yeah that we're going to in september and and it, if it was on our doorstep if we lived in california or la or whatnot i'm sure we'd be scrambling yeah to get i think that's the thing you know and we've I still think got, that's the thing they miss. Yeah, we've still got these events that are going on, but even we've said, like, when we've done EGX previously and Insomnia previously, even some of them now feel not half-assed, but there's just not, not as, big as, as much effort. Were. No, and yeah. the, the frustrating thing is when we get to these events, they're packed. There's still loads of people yeah. there. And yeah, it just seems like the the lack of effort in some cases for you know what shows up. Xbox. Um, when we've been to EGX, the first time I went to EGX with my brother and one of our old uh, gaming friends, he we we went and it was the first time I ever did it. And obviously, you'd been previously. Yeah. And like Xbox turned up with what they called when I went was called the Xbox Village, and it was this yeah. massive, massive section of the EGX floor all green you had the massive banner around the top of the whole thing with xbox on it 
we queued up in this stupidly long line to take part in this like Xbox giveaway thing. I won mm-hmm. a bag of like Xbox swag and everything, spin uh, fidget spinners and all sorts. When we went to EGX, when we all met up for it a couple of years later, it was just like Xbox wasn't even there. They were there no, it was representing terrible. the Division Two and stuff, and it was like yeah. it was it just lacked real. Well, that's sort of... it. I mean, the, yeah, the one you're you're so I I remember the first EGX I went to it was just me and Dave, and we pulled up, we parked the car, we drove, we drove down um, to London. So to give you, put it into perspective, for me is about a five and a half hour drive. Yeah. So we'd set off really early in the morning. We were driving there and back on the same day, and we pulled up. We parked the car, and there's this almighty um, worms. I think back then it might have been Worms Armageddon that was out. That was the latest Worms game, and there's this guy in this big sort of roller worm. Uh, we went in, like you said, there were a big Xbox village. Xbox were actually on two floors. Yeah. There were a big village downstairs, and then it were like an 18-plus rated games upstairs. Um, Ubisoft were there because they were advertising one of their big games, but they also had a massive shop, and it had this glass case with all these unbelievable sort of figures in there, like yeah. proper sort of porcelain made All ones. the collectibles. Yeah, all the collectible, and and you just think, my God, Mountain Dew were there. That that were kind of an, uh, quite a new drink at the time. The first time I went, but they were sponsoring the whole event, so you could just go around. There were Mountain Dew on every table. You could just take yourself a bottle, and off you went with it. It, it didn't cost you, out. and it were like all these sponsors that were going on, and all these giveaways were going on, and 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 like you said, we went, to, we, you know, we went a couple of years later and I remember we got tip fallout were there, weren't it? Is that what it was? Fallout yeah, with, with the, the macaroni cheese. cheese. <laughs> First time I tried it, absolutely disgusting. Didn't like it. So and oh, yeah, I think it. the only were it that day that we played the three D uh the VR poker. Yes, that, that was probably one of yeah, the highlights for me of that. Only yeah, that was the only good thing of that day for me. And I just think wow. Because I brought my brother in law along as well. He'd never been and I'm there explaining what it was like last year and the year before when me and Dave went, because we went two years running, and bigging it up and hyping it up. And he came and he said, well, quite honestly, on the way home, he went, I've had a right back, it's been dull. Yeah. And I went, I do apologise, but that is not... Nothing like what, what we used to go yeah. to. Yeah. And no. I think insomnia so, has kind of been the same in a sense. We've, we've had fun when we've gone, but, yeah. you know, you can sort of walk in and after you've done your initial sort of recce of what's going where and who you know what's going on it's like you know when we went last year was it was weren't it last april yeah 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 you know xbox was there but it was like four rows of tvs with like halo and a couple of other games on and it was like there's just not that much you know the representation i know insomnia isn't the big official games event you know egx is probably the biggest but for the uk at least but you know if you look at the numbers that are attending across the four days or whatever that Insomnia is there, you need a good showing. You need people there. Get like you know when when we've done EGX before, they're handing out one month Xbox Game Pass codes and you know yeah, game yeah. trials and free games in general and all sorts of stuff. And it's like when we went to the last one, I've always said that when I go to these sort of events, I quite like to see what I come away with at the end. As you know, all the giveaway stuff. 
But yeah, I, yeah. almost every little, year, yeah. you get a little drawstring bag off some game that you've never heard of, and it's like, you know, a freebie. Then somebody gives you a pen. Then somebody gives you a download code for the game. Then somebody gives you, you know, a fidget spinner or a lanyard or whatever. And I've, I've done EGX and Insomnia before where I've walked away with a full draw, uh, drawstring bag of goodies. And it's all yeah, part yeah. of the, you know, what what goodies can you come away with? And, you know, I've still got some of the bits. I've literally got the fidget spinner in front of me now. And that was from, like, four yeah. years ago. So, you know, there's some of the cool little bits. And when we did Insomnia last, uh, in, Insomnia last April, we, we only all we come away with was a couple of things we brought, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's and just that. I mean. It's the rep- I mean, I remember Xbox doing, like, a closed day event that we actually got tickets to and we went there and they had the mclaren p1 that at the time was advertising forza they had um the the sort of racetrack girls there that were in like um obviously the i, I don't know what you call them but a tight sort of one piece yeah, suit attire. that you see on the formula one yeah that you see on the formula one track uh, but it were all custom made like xbox um, to med make it look like an xbox racing car uh, that's when we tried zoo tycoon console edition before it it came out uh, and like you said you, you, again you came away with a keyring a lanyard loads of little goodies and i mean going back to the sort of egx that we did i remember walking in seeing them huge sort of village upstairs and down of xbox but then just before you got to that were a huge and i mean cinema screen we're talking cinema size screen that Nintendo had while they, they were play, doing a Just Dance competition. Yeah. And, you know, they had that set up on this huge, massive cinema screen. And, you th- it, you know, when you walk in, you see the sheer size of things like that. And then an Xbox village upstairs and downstairs. Ubisoft have got a village with a shop on the end of it. And you think, wow, this is... Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like I said, to put in... The biggest thing way to put into perspective for me is... Such an event like that, we drove five and a half hours down, spent the day there, probably came out about eight o'clock at night and drove five and a half hours back. And I'm willing to do that for a, for a, for that kind of thing because it's my kind of thing and, yeah. and it gets you out. It's a good day out. It's exhausting, but it's a good day out. And I think sending it more and more digital, it, it erases that kind of thing and it's going to keep people indoors, which yeah. I don't think is healthy. It's just, it's just the, like you say, it's some of the big developers, it's, they're in a position where, obviously, some of these, these events are a thing where, you know, you get some of the indie developers in their little villages that they've got set up and that. They're, they're out there to showcase their games. They're not going to get, you know, ex, uh, Summer Games Fest spotlight. You know, these no. studios are, you know, based in, I don't know, Essex. We've never heard of them. We've never heard of their game. They're there. Two to or show. three month team. Yeah, you know, we did it, didn't we? With uh, was it one of the pool games? Uh, Pure pool. Yeah. Pure and pool, we yeah. we stood. This is going. The this was actually the bad EGX, wasn't it? Where we stood yeah. playing on the Nintendo Switch, the original, playing one of the Pure Pool games whilst talking to all the developers. And I was talking to one yeah, guy. Yeah, from and I was like, Studios. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we were going on about, you know, oh, what do you, you know, what's your input on the game? And this one guy went, it's not something to shout about. He said, but see all these lights hanging off the wall. And I said, yeah. He said, I designed them and put them in the game. And it was like, that's still, you know, it's 
cool to meet people that you did that, you know, and yeah, they're yeah. there to properly showcase their little little mini indie games. And yet the big developers, certainly in the last few years, just don't bother to show up to some of these things. And Call of Duty are always there. Call of Duty always put on, yeah, a, you know, had, they've always got a there. show on. Insomnia last year, they had the big yeah. tank and that there, didn't they? They had a yeah. big uh, tank. And, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's a, good, it's a great day. And, and, and there's plenty of people there. And, and you know, I came away with uh, Baby Yoda, otherwise known as Grogu, for those of you who are fans, in like a Lego piece. Um, and Yoda is a Lego piece. So I, I got the, I kind of got the set there. So it's, it's lovely for things like that, isn't it? The little nostalgia. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like you said. It's a place that we can. It's a place where you're surrounded by your like-minded people that, yeah, are video game geeks or movie geeks, and you know, because you get plenty of people there that are cosplayers who are there for the movies and the TV, and yeah, it's not just about video games, but you can just chill out there. You can you know? indulge, can't you? Yeah, yeah and indulge. And... Were, it, were it not last year at Insomnia? You rang your brother on a, a video call or something, and you showed him. I yeah, forget, I brought I him. Name, yeah, it was Negan's bat. Uh, baseball Negan's bat. Negan's bat, that's it, yeah. So, and, and straight away, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, buy me it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll take it. And that's what's yeah. cool about it. And what I loved was it was our first ever go at recording a proper vlog, which is still on our YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Um, but we walked around with a camera, and it's just like nobody, nobody's looking. Nobody's, you know, watching what you're doing. You just felt, because there was... 150 other people surrounded by ya, half of which would have a camera in their hand doing pretty much the same thing, vlogging yeah, it. Yeah. So, yeah. And we had a really interesting sit-down uh, sort of talk, weren't they? There were quite a few talks yeah. going on. Uh, and we had that one with... Uh, were it Xbox, Xbox on? Uh, no, and they it was... It was... Oh, no, there were one girl from there, weren't they? Yeah, were Bex, Bex was there from Xbox on. Yeah. Then you had um, two developers... Yes. Uh, from 2K and I can't remember the other it's studio. You? No, it was Silver. What was it called now? Silver. Oh, yeah. I can't remember Silver. the uh, studio now. Um, and then you had one of the girls, which uh, I think she was, I think she's like the founder of uh, Black Twitch UK. Um, yes. That I was hope it. that's the right one. Um, it, well, yeah. And, and was it Silver Stream Studio? It might have been. And between the four of them on stage, it was just a really interesting... I mean, again, in the video, in the vlog that we did, after we've watched it, we sort of said about sort of just how eye-opening it was for us. Yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. of, you know, discrimination, racism, sexism, and everything to do with video games. And there, there's just a bit of everything there. You can, you know, you can go and see shows, and they're not all about, you know sort of the more urgent matters that some of them no they're not all that serious, are a bit of fun you know some of them are yeah. things about like the fantasy side of things like we saw obviously they always do the cosplay awards and all that sort of thing and you know there's there's just a little bit of everything for everyone and hopefully this year i get my donut <laughs> yeah yeah that was a good one wasn't it yeah. <laughs> decided for another walk around before the vlog in the show <laughs> yeah we, we 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 sat eating pizza i'll treat you to it this year yeah. <laughs> I had my eyes on these proper big, you know, the big fancy donuts that they have, and they were there all day. We must have walked past it six times. I'll come back in a bit. I'll come back in a bit. Come back in a bit. All gone now for today, mate. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get my donut. But, yeah, 
I mean, for me, the, bo- the bottom line is, if you've not been to something like this, go, because it's right up your yeah. street. It gets you out of the house. It's a social aspect. You see like-minded people. It's great. You can get a lot of collectibles and, and just proper indulging in the worlds and, and, and the geek and the nerdy stuff that you're into. But also, the more that go, the more that are there might sort of bring back some of these big developers to attend more of these events. Yeah, hopefully see that's, an opportunity. that's what we want to see. We want to see a little bit more yeah. of that. We want to see, you know, especially, like, I mean, we might see a difference. This is what I've said to you previously, that we've done Insomnia before in April and stuff. We're going this year in September. We're knocking on the Where's door the of... Yeah, we're knocking on the door of all the big releases. So there's no saying that if, you know, because we've already said we're going to vlog it again and I've got a bigger, better camera than that this year. And there's no saying that we won't sort of walk away from that one. And when we give our little sort of review of the day, say that was massive compared to an April insomnia. You know, there's no saying that Xbox won't be there with Starfield and Forza and, you know, all them sort of things because... You know, EGX has been and gone by then. So I think it's been and gone by then. I'm sure it's earlier than that. But yeah, you know, I think maybe September will open our eyes a little bit and be like, actually, you know, it's just we're going at the wrong time when you go in April because everything's out and nothing else has been announced yet. But we'll see. We're not longer. We're not far away from that. It's going to be. It's the same. And we need to do EGX instead. And do us vlogging and, and everything there because I, I do enjoy EGX if it's how I remember yeah, it. Yeah, EGX um, is. Um, but yeah, for me, I think the bottom good. line of this topic is I don't. I want to try and avoid the digital because too many things are digital. And I think these are incredible days out. The fun yeah, reaction, like it's all mentioned, about the experience. It's priceless. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's how I'd, I'd sort of wrap it up is I would prefer to keep the live shows keep them going all right it might not be e3 but up to you know like we said summer games first getting bigger and better yeah i think that's the thing i think like we say this was the first year we saw summer games fest with a crowd it wasn't the yeah. biggest crowd ever they i think they only opened tickets like a few weeks before but you know next year there's no saying that they don't go from the youtube live stage to you know a big outdoor arena or you know there's that I'm yeah, yeah. sure the way that Jeff Keefley is in I think it'll be bigger position, next year than this. Yeah. You know, he already has like, the game awards. E3's already cancelled. Yeah. Well, we, we assume, he... but I, I yeah. think we're pretty much I clear think, that's yeah. done for now. So, yeah, I think I think next year is going to be a big year. We'll see what we get from all the events. We have got Gamescom still. Um, yeah, I think we're in that sort of make or break period i think you know we the covid restrictions and that are all gone now so yeah we it's no longer this is something that i've said for quite a long time now is the fact that not just in the video game industry but companies across the world have used covid and that as oh you know we're still catching up from covid or you know we've still got restrictions in place that's done now this is now the time where you know insomnia for us september you can't still hide behind you know insomnia can't say you know we struggled to get developers because of restrictions in place no now you've got to deliver the full package when you're charging full price for the experience yeah i completely agree 
completely agree. And obviously, if you've got any thoughts on the topic that we've discussed tonight, hit us up on our social medias, just search Press Start. Head over to the website, press-start.uk, and let us know your thoughts. Um, you know, do you like attending these events? Events? Have you always wanted to go to one of these events? Do you just enjoy it being digital and the comfort of your own sofa? Um, let us know. We want yeah. your interaction. We want to know what you guys like, what you don't like, everything. We're, we're interested in everything and anyone that has got all to say. Yeah, so definitely. Um, on our Spotify, obviously, you can follow us. Um, and I believe when I've been listening to podcasts recently, I've been getting a little bit more of things about you can actually comment and leave a sort of post about your Spotify and your podcast and that now. So if it's something that is possible, be sure to give us a little comment down on our Spotify. Uh, you know, again, if it lets you do it, leave comments in terms of, you know, your views on some of the things we spoke about. Give us a bit of feedback about the uh podcast in general my friend sam he listened to our last podcast he gave us some really good feedback uh so shout out to him he has said he wouldn't mind being yeah, a guest though so, you know yeah, maybe definitely. he'll be a guest we, we at some point at on. yeah definitely looking at getting guests on at some point so we are again we are open to anybody uh and obviously thank you to sam there for the feedback and yeah we definitely get him on but yeah but yeah and, and, and sam if you're listening if you've got any thoughts on on this topic we you know let us know and we'll we will happily read out your thoughts uh next week on the yeah, podcast definitely if that's all right with you so uh yeah so yeah thank, thank you for you listening and we will be back same time next week uh with the podcast going live at friday at 12 o'clock uh back with the latest news maybe a bit of a topic again and uh yeah have a good weekend of gaming and we will see you next week see you soon